You are listening to the Practice Growth Podcast with Sean Terrell. Welcome to the Practice Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Terrell, and very excited about this week's discussion with our guest, Dr. Omid Termechi. Dr. Termechi is an assistant professor at New York University College of Dentistry's Department of Periodontics and Implant Dentistry. He's a leading implantologist specializing in implant dentistry, and he is also the founder of the Dental Implant Surgical Seminar, a program with several unique attributes that we will highlight during our discussion today. Dr. Termechi, great to have you on the Practice Growth Podcast. Thank you for making time to, to be with us and share your story. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So one of the places that I always like to start with our guests is just for some background. And so if you would, could you share a few details on how you've reached this current point of your career in dentistry? So, Sean, I graduated from NYU in 1998. Um, and uh, I went on to doing two years of general practice residency back to back. And subsequently, I went to a uh, two years full-time implant training on surgical and prosthetic. Um, after that, I uh, started my practice and uh, started working. Uh, today, um, I would say 90% of my practice is dedicated to um, implant dentistry, um, whether it uh, is a surgical part, whether it's a prosthetic part. Um, I teach one day a week in uh, New York University, just like you said, uh, in the Department of Implant and Periodontics. Um, and, uh, and now I have two offices, one in Long Island, one in uh, Astoria, Queens. And, um, and I, 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 this was one of my passion to go ahead and create a seminar where I can basically um, bring this uh, expertise and and try to teach the young dentists out of school uh, how to go about doing this because uh, obviously, as you know, implant dentistry is uh, one of our forefront of our of, of dentistry today. As far as um, any practice, uh, you know, in the United States, uh, they they have no choice but uh, provide some sort of service as far as the implant is concerned today. So. Where did your interest in uh, just, I guess, yeah, just interest in implant dentistry come from if you go back uh, 20 years to when you graduated dental school and then chose the path of residency? So, uh, you know, implant dentistry was always a passion of mine, and uh, it, it makes things uh, very, very exciting because um, I, I generally, I just love what I do as a dentist. And uh, I, I think that most dentists really love what they do. Uh, if it wasn't for dental implants today, I would really be very, very bored of dentistry <laughs> because, because it's it just, you know, we, we provide this unbelievable service. I mean, uh, you know, 20 years ago or 25 years ago, it was all about function. Uh, today, if I place an implant and it doesn't look like a tooth, if I don't um, bring the aesthetic into it, then then it's to 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 us as uh, you know uh, implant dentists, it would be a failure. So I, I think the evolution of implant has come so uh, so far, 
uh, from when we started, when I started. And, uh, you know, it just really make things so much more exciting. I just feel like when I go to work, I'm, I'm not working. I'm just having fun. It's, it's really, really great. So, um, and I, and I encourage anybody who's not into implants to go ahead and get into it. So that led to you eventually starting the dental implant surgical seminar at a high level. Could you give everyone listening uh, just an overview on, on what that is? So, you know, because I started to teach one day a week, this is already 17 years ago, uh, right away when I finished my residencies, I, I just wanted to go ahead and contribute and, and, and teach. And I volunteer one day a week in NYU. Um, so it, that's really a passion of mine. Um, I enjoy practicing dentistry. Uh, but to, to teach somebody else, it's, it's really a, a fantastic gratification that I, that, that I really enjoy um, getting. Um, DISS, or Dental Implant Surgical Seminar, came about um, when I recognized that I can go ahead and basically um, take it to the next level. I mean, I, I lecture on a lecture series for ADA. I lecture for 15 years. Other uh, seminars I have lectured, um, but I never did it in this capacity of actually taking students of my own and molding them and teaching them exactly to do one. It's it's one thing to stand for a day and give a lecture to people and then kind of say goodbye. It's another mm -hmm. thing to take people and three days spend every single minute with them, uh, teach them, and then even afterwards mentor them and, and help them out in their career and see them grow. So uh, Dental and Surgical Seminar came in because of my passion uh, for teaching. Uh, and then now it has uh, really evolved uh, tremendously to young dentists actually learning the trade of implant dentistry. And that's the purpose of it, right? You said that uh, for it's probably geared towards people that are on the early stages of their career that really want to make the leap or I guess I don't know what the, the right analogy is. At least dip their toe, if not jump in, uh, jump into the deep end of the pool with implants. 100%. I think today, if you are a young dentist graduating from school or you're out of school for five years, um, you know, even if you are doing some aspect of implant dentistry, as far as the restorative part of it is concerned, um, I definitely suggest that, you, you know, at the beginning of your career, you should get involved in, in this part. Because as you grow into your practice, as you grow into your career, then you become only better and you can go ahead and tackle much, much more challenging cases. So if you start basic today, five years from now, hopefully you will have grown tremendously and you'll be able to go ahead and do even much, much more advanced cases, which is really the goal of this, to be able to provide your patients uh, with, um, you know, with, with uh, a discipline that you normally would not have um, and also, also, of course, have a financial reward because of it. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money um, with something that you're providing. You're doing a, a service for the patient. They're going to be happy. You're going to be happy. And it's a win-win situation for everybody. What is the financial element of implementing implant dentistry into your practice as a general dentist? So generally, I, I, I say that um, today, if any general dentist um, is not able to go ahead and actu actually pro 
perform 50% of their um, implant cases, um, I, I think they're losing out on money. For example, um, let's just say on average, on average, um, around the country in the United States, let's say, you know, you could go as high as $2,000 an implant for a surgical part or as low as $1,000. So let's just take an average, let's say uh, $1,300 an implant. If you place three implants a month, that will bring you to almost $4,000 monthly, right? Just placing three implants, not more than three implants. You're placing three implants, that's $4,000. $4,000 times 12, that comes out to be $48,000 annually. That's $48,000 that would not be in your pocket, that you have to go ahead and refer out to a periodontist or a surgeon or your other implant guy who has taken another course and he's able to do it and you're not able to go ahead and do it. And that's only with just doing three implants. Now, if you have a thriving practice and you're able to go ahead and generate 10 implants a month, now you could see how it's really grows very, very quickly. So if anybody can today say, and, and, and Sean, I just wanted to tell you that the, the, the idea of the course is that, and I say this in my lectures, if, if you don't know it, you don't see it. Mm-hmm. A lot of people who really are not educated on it, on, on, on what to look for, and they cannot provide a service because they simply miss it because they don't know it exists. Mm-hmm. You know, the service that we can provide today, if you don't know what you could provide, then the patient is going to walk out and the patient is not going to know what they can get. You did not give them that information. So you lost a client. You lost a patient on providing a service. So it basically does not, you know, dentist loses out, the patient loses out, and we're not able to go ahead and provide. So I usually say these courses will allow you at least to be able to go ahead and look and see with a different eye now to be able to go ahead and, you know, pinpoint on the problem and what the solution can go ahead and be because diagnosis is the most important part of what we do. And you said something interesting in that, you know, if you if someone sees you speak about this at a lecture and it's only a one-day event, a lot of times, well, that sounds exciting, that sounds interesting, but then they fly home, they get back into their practice, they got a wife and kids, and it just kind of falls by the wayside. I kind of see that in my industry too, just in terms of you hear all these new ideas about whatever you're passionate about in your work, and if you don't take immediate action or <laughs> action very soon to start to to implement some of what you learn. A lot of that goes by the wayside. And I can see how maybe at a deeper level being involved uh, on the seminar side would, would go a long way to help people actually take the next step with this. Exactly. And, and the truth of the matter is you just you hit on a nail on, on, on the point that um, I say that in the seminar and I say to them, I said, listen, it's very, very important that day one, when you leave here, the excitement of going through this course and being able to provide a new service, you have to go ahead and jump in that water. You have to go ahead and get yourself wet. Otherwise, what's going to happen is that what we do, what we create for our participants at the DISS is we give them confidence. 
every dentist that I know of, at least uh, I want to say 95% of the dentists, they know how to extract teeth. They know how to go ahead and play around with the gum and, and suture and all that stuff. They just need now somebody to stand over their shoulder and give them the confidence that they need by methodically giving them a order of what to do. And then after the, afterwards, show them how to do it and they get to do it. Once they go through that process of sitting in the lecture hall, watching one and then doing one, that will create this very com high confidence in these doctors. Now, when they come back, just like you said, if they don't jump into it and a month or two passes, that confidence is going to wither away and they're not going to be comfortable. Then they're going to, again, be tame and say, oh, I don't know if I should do this or not do this. So we encourage them by getting the armamentarium that they need, invest in that part of it, because if you don't invest, you're investing in the education, now you have to invest in the armamentarium, make sure everything that you need is in the office, and then just go ahead and tackle it. I have a, uh, we have a course coming up in June, and I have one of my participants, and I said to him, he's working for his dad, his dad is a dentist, and I said to him, I said, listen, make sure before you come to me, your dad lines up patients for you. Mm. So when you get back, you right away go into it. Don't wait. <laughs> so he has, the, he has the luxury of having a dental practice that has implant cases coming in. He just, you know, he just graduated, is newly, you know, new dentist. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of like, okay, I need to learn this. So I said, just line up. You want me to help you? What patient is it? correct patient for you that you could go ahead and get started. No problem. But line them up so this way you come in and you right away you do it. Sort of a forcing mechanism to uh, to make 100%. sure that you when you do wrap up the course that you do jump in and get right to Absolutely. it before Absolutely. it goes by the wayside. I want to get into the nuts and bolts of what the program is here in a second. But one follow-up question or one thing to close the loop on what we've talked about so far. And if you've, if you've hit on this, I apologize. But if I'm understanding correctly, a lot of the seminar is knowledge and learning the technique and how to perform the procedure. How much of the technology is already in place at most general dentist practices to be able to, to do everything else on the implant side? Uh, you talk about equipment, technology. Yeah, equipment. So, general, so generally, generally, if you are a general practice uh, doctor um, and you don't do implant surgery, you have no use for the equipment. The equipment okay. are very nominal. I mean, you know, any implant company today will give you a package deal. If you buy so many number of implants, we'll go ahead and give you, you know, uh, the drill that you need, uh, and then you have to buy the motor that you need. Uh, so as far as, uh, you know, spending on the tools that you need, it, it's very nominal. So let's get into the nuts and the bolts of, of what the program is. Could you just at a high level give everyone the sort of who, what, when, where, why of the, of the dental implant surgical seminar? So generally speaking, we have a three-day course um, that um, it, it, and, and our courses are given in Guatemala in the country. And um, we work in the University of Francisco, uh, University of Francisco Marroquin. And it's well-equipped um, university with high technology, 
um, the latest of technologies that they have over there. And um, first day is going to be a lecture, full lecture. Um, I go over on uh, a, a basic of implant dentistry, <clears throat> what to do, what not to do. Um, they basically, I give my lecture to my participants to leave the, the lecture uh, on a on a jump drive. So this way they can always refer back to the lecture and go through it um, before they go ahead and do their first case. And I have had that in the past where my students call me up and say, okay, I have my first case tomorrow. I'm going over the lecture, what to do, what not to do. Um, and then the second day and the third day uh, from the morning at eight o'clock in the morning until seven o'clock at night, they're going to be standing on their feet, placing implants um, all day long, except we give them an hour of lunch. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> we will let them, and we ask everybody to come in with comfortable shoes and all that stuff. Um, all our expense, all the expenses of the participants are paid for by the course. Um, the only thing that uh, we don't pay is for them to get themselves there on the airfare. Um, so bottom line is, uh, you know, it's two days. Um, they're placing implant uh, throughout the days. And I have seen, Sean, I, I want to tell you that my participants from day 2 a.m. until day 3 p.m., they are so confident on what they do because they keep on repeating the same thing over and over again that I don't even have to, or my other faculties don't even have to stand over their shoulder. They could call us over, but they would prefer even to do it themselves. We stand on the side to make sure everything goes well, but ultimately they get really that, they, they develop that confidence that they can go ahead and do it themselves. And that's really what gives me the satisfaction to see from one day in the morning to the next day in the evening that they are really have tremendously grown into this whole thing. How many implants are they, the students placing in that two day period of clinical? So there's 20 implants that they place. Um, and oh, wow. yeah, they're, they're placing 20 implants. I mean, it's a back to back, uh, throughout they, they're going to be extracting teeth. They're going to put some bone substitute with it or not. Um, it all depends on the type of patients that are coming in. Now, you know, I, I, I told you this before we, we spoke about this. Um, you know, the, the course is being sponsored by an implant company, okay? Um, the participants, they basically pay to be there to place these implants. The patients get free dental implants where normally they would not be able to go ahead and afford it. So the implant company gets exposure because they get their implants are being placed. The participants get learn a new trade, okay? Um, and the patients at the same time are getting a service that normally they would not be able to go ahead and afford. So it's really a win-win situation for everybody. And, and of course, our residents over there at the university get to restore these implants and they get the experience of restoring. The amount of restoration that they do is, I want to say, 10 to 20 times more than the amount of restoration that um, um, our NYU students get, mm. at least. Wow. Because, because these type of courses are not being ran on an NYU. In, you know, so the students come in, play, you know, maybe one or two uh, implants they get to restore. These guys restore 20, 25, 30, because if I take 10 participants, we're placing 200 implants. So now all those have to be restored. So somebody's sitting there 
doing the tea portion of it. So having it in Guatemala provides the ability uh, and what advantages for the program? So, of course, the, you know, the people over there, it's a, at the end of the day, it's a third world country. Mm. Although the university is a first class university in the world. I mean, you have to go see it. And if you go on to my website, you will see the clinic. It's, it's absolutely amazing. Um, but, but definitely it makes us feel good. And, and, and the truth of the matter is that these people who come in and get these type of services, the next day they come back with baked goods and whatnot for the participants that they did. The <laughs> I mean, they really so appreciative of the service that they get. And they're just so happy uh, because otherwise they wouldn't be able to go ahead and get it. And I'm relying a little bit here on our conversation before we hit record, but you had indicated it, it's much more difficult to teach or have a seminar of this type and, and use live patients in the United States and doing it in Guatemala is a little bit easier in that regard. Correct. So, uh, you know, here in the United States, because of the liability that, you know, God forbid, you know, again, we have faculties over the shoulder of our students. Um, but at times it could be that, uh, you know, things can go wrong, possi possibility of things going wrong. Um, and that's becomes more challenging if you're in the United States, because I remember when I was in dental school, one of my faculty, uh, you know, teachers in the classroom said, you know, just look around. Uh, for every dentist sitting in this room, there's three people who are graduating from law school. So be careful. <laughs> so, and that's, you're and outnumbered, that's, huh? And, and that's the reality. So, and, and that's what we are really dealing with. I mean, um, there's so many things that we do today, um, you know, that we're doing it for legality purposes, but not in medicine. Um, I give you an example. For example, if, if a patient comes in very, very healthy, I don't even give antibiotic to the patient for doing a straight up implant. I'm not talking about extraction, bone grafting, but if a patient just needs a, a healthy individual like yourself, let's say young, healthy, no medical issues, no medications. I place an implant. I don't give a medication. I don't give an antibiotic, but I have to. The reason is if God forbid something fails, that doesn't mean uh, it failed because simply that's part of the procedure that there we have a accepted failure, but it's people will take it and say, Oh, you didn't give me antibiotics. So therefore mm. we give an antibiotic, not because the patient needs it, but because there are lawyers out there that will go ahead and catch you. If you don't got mm -hmm. something going wrong. So same, same thing here. Unfortunately, in the United States, I try to go ahead and do this in the United States, but it's much, much harder to go ahead and do it um, with the patients. So. Got it. Got it. And I don't want to gloss it over, but you indicated just doing it in Guatemala. You said it's a third world country. So there's all things being equal. Uh, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but this is kind of, I just want to clarify, there's a lot more people walking around on average that need dental implants there than in the United States per capita, so to speak. For sure, for sure. Because when you go to a country that is, they have less means than anything else. If, you know, hygiene is not as, as great. So naturally you have more issues and problems. And then when there is issues and problems today, somebody in the United States, 
uh, you know, if you're in the middle class uh, or, you know, even if you're not in the middle class today, you have a problem with your tooth. Oh, you need a root canal and you can go ahead and save the tooth. You do a root canal over there. It gets anything to beyond that, a little pain. Oh, let's pull it out. I mean, that's just the nature of, you know, what services they can go ahead and actually get their hands on. Um, so um, naturally, they have more people are walking around and the truth of the matter is the university puts a puts advertises free dental implants and in in two days you know people coming in and and they want to take advantage of this service they actually come to university and say oh when is your next seminar that's going on they uh, they know now because you know everybody tells their friends and their family members uh, to as a matter of fact the first time we did the seminar in 2018 most of the patients were the parents and the friends of the residents and the people in the university. Mm. They didn't even want to give it to the general public. They said, you oh, know, I'm working in the university. Uh, you know, my mom needs a couple of implants. Let's bring it. Some of the students, their parents needed an implant. So they brought the, their, their, their parents. So, you know, they take advantage of the service that we give them and it makes us really happy and you know it's a great satisfaction how many students per course and how many instructors per course so we have uh uh 10 students generally uh per course and um we have um at least eight to nine instructors um i generally take care of two students at a time and then i have instructor for each students um that are coming there so um we have good coverage with that Okay. And you said 20 implants. How many patients, I guess, are you guys impacting uh, per seminar? So, you know, it, it depends uh, what the patient needs. Some patients need uh, one implant and that's it. And then there's a patient that comes in and needs three implants. Um, so it, it just, uh, you know, we basically look at the patient and say what the patient needs. And generally, um, you know, my faculties in Guatemala, they treatment plan the patients of what services they want to render. And then after that, we go over there and we just basically provide the service of whatever needs to be done. So the students come in, we have a, a, a CT scan, a three-dimensional view of the, uh, of the patient's jaw in front of them on the screen. The faculty will go over it, will say what the treatment is, we're extracting this tooth and this tooth, we're placing two implants, we're putting some bone, we're closing it up. And so they basically, the faculty and the students, they go over the treatment plan that needs to be done for that particular patient. And then, you know, they, they provide it themselves and, and that's what they do. So, so we, we touched on it earlier in the interview, the potential financial impact to a general dentist in the practice, uh, implementing implant, uh, implantology in their practice. And you gave the simple example, if you just do three a month, that's $50,000 a year added revenue. What's the outlay? I guess we talked about the return on the investment, but what is the financial investment to take part in the seminar? So the, the seminar is $9,000 to go ahead and come in. Um, Plus that you have to go ahead and get yourself an airfare, which would be $500, uh, I would say, depending on the time of the year. Um, and um, and um, uh, basically, you have to buy the equipment that you need. 
and the equipment will probably cost you something, you know, depending on what package you get. The impound companies will give you a package deal. They give you a discount as a first buyer. So we basically give a lot. We try to get them to give as much as possible for a for a for a new doctors who are joining in um, to get a discount. So I would say on average it's four thousand dollars to go ahead and. Uh, buy the equipment that you need in order for you to start m- Monday morning at eight o'clock, you know, placing implants. Um, and and that's basically to me, uh, if any young dentist out there does not uh, jump into this, uh, I think they're making a grave mistake because, uh, you know, our, our, our profession is going that route. Uh, most of our services are being rendered through dental implants, some way or another, it's related to the implant dentistry. So um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nominal investment that you could go ahead and make to create, um, you know, a, a new venture into your practice to bring it in and uh, to try to, you know, capitalize on that. Now, I just wanted to kind of mention my course is not, um, is not the course that you take and you feel like every single case that comes into your practice, you should do. I still think that you should have a, a relationship with your uh, oral surgeon or perinonist, the more expert people. So what I teach you is what is according to your abilities today as a beginner mm. and what you should not touch as a beginner. So therefore, you could go ahead and still refer that out. As you grow in your career in implants, two years, three years, five years after you're done and you placed many implants in a, you know, bread and butter, easy cases, then you could go ahead and grow. I have actually a close community on Facebook of my alumni and they post their cases and they ask from and the faculties are there and the students are there and they ask and they post cases that they want to go ahead and do. And they already two years out, you know, three years out, and they ask us if they could go ahead and do this. They post pictures and x-rays and so on and so forth. And they get help from us to go ahead and what to do. So this is what this course is about. I show you the basic. I give you the confidence. And you could go ahead and start Monday morning on the things that I'm going to tell you. If you follow my protocol and you follow, follow the order of which I tell you, then it should really be no-brainer. So I'm sure geography and, and the individual ability of the dentist comes into play with, with the question I'm about to ask, but let's take a general dentist who's referring out 100% of implant cases. What percentage, by taking the course, on average, do you see people start to take and do on their own? So um, I want to say at the very, very least, they um, are confident to do um, 30 to 40% of their own cases. Um, but... Uh, just remember, Sean, what we talked about before, uh, this course will allow them to see more mm. than they used to see. So, uh, you know, percentage wise, it may even go higher than what they used to see. So if you saying 100 uh, percent and I say 40 percent, they can go out now when they come back after this course, they can see 150 percent mm. and they can do 70% of it. So percentage-wise, it becomes totally different because sometimes they can't understand, they they don't know what services they can provide. So the patient walks out of the office without any help. So that's, that's important as well. 
Yeah, so what I hear you saying is it's going to be even higher because now they're seeing cases or they're they're seeing cases as an implant case that they weren't even seeing as any implant case referred out or not at all before. Exactly. They're, they're seeing cases that generally they would not contribute to implant treatment and they would just basically treat it as a regular dentistry. But now that they take this course, now they say, oh, wait a second, I can go ahead and provide this type of service. Now, whether they can do it or they have to farm it out, that's a different story. But at least they're able to go ahead and identify those patients as an implant cases where normally they didn't. So you mentioned your Facebook group a little bit ago. What sort of support and and guidance do you provide after uh, the course for participants who have been through it? Generally speaking, I tell, uh, first of all, that is an open, uh, that's, that's a closed community for just the faculties and the students where they can ask their immediate question. Uh, they have a quick question. A patient walks into the office, they take an x-ray, they post it and say, oh, here, this is the patient that walked in and then three faculties and two other students that just answer and they, they get back to them and, and right away. Um, but as far as the actual patients, because I have students who still uh, email me CT scans of the patients and they ask me, uh, what do you think? Should I do this or should I do that? Uh, and my other faculty members where they kind of, you know, some students collect with different faculties, so they use them. Some people use me. So they, I still get, uh, you know, we are open basically to go ahead and provide and mentor them for a few years after they come out until they get even more comfortable. Or they can always use us. It's not a big deal. We, we have that open relationship where I encourage them, actually, because I want to see their success. I want to make sure that they are successful in what they're doing and after this course. Because if they're successful, they're going to send me their friends and their relatives or whatnot. So I want them to be successful. That kind of leads us to, to one of my last questions. What do you see as the, the future of the Dental Implant Surgical Seminar? So, uh, you know, if, if I, um, the reason this seminar is actually happening in Guatemala is because one of my students is from Guatemala and he was in NYU and he was a student in NYU. Uh, today, he's actually my colleague at this point because he's excellent at what he does and he's the director of the implant program in Guatemala. So that's how I got into Guatemala and that particular university through him. Um, if, if you tell me 10 years from now, what do I think? I have students, uh, who graduated from NYU from all around the globe, Korea, Belgium, Spain, Italy, uh, Greece, uh, Cyprus. Um, I want to create a protocol of implantology for basic of implants all around the globe. And, and all these guys can run it. I don't even have to be there. Mm -hmm. We'll provide the service and we will create this, uh, you know, a system uh, that is proven to provide a great service for the patient and the students to be able to learn a basic of implantology all around the globe. That really is what I would like to go ahead and see. And that's what we are pushing to go ahead and, and get. And uh, we'll see. So you think this model can, sorry to interrupt, you think this model can be applicable and work really well in many different parts of the, of the world and corners of the world? Listen, this is a, this is a service you're providing to 
human beings and we all have the same conditions uh, and we have the same issues and the same problems. Uh, maybe a little bit less in some places, maybe a little bit more in other places. But ultimately, you know, a tooth is a tooth um and, and and people need it to smile and they need to go ahead and function so i would definitely can go ahead and bring this protocol uh and 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 this is a you know it, it's like um you know when you when when a new person who wants to get a driving license the basic of driving is the basic of driving <laughs> uh, now if you want to become a nascar driver it's a little <laughs> bit different now at this point right because there is different rules that applies to the nascar driver than as opposed to when you take a 16 year old and say okay let me teach you how to go ahead and do it so yes so this protocol will jive anywhere uh with any situation with any population um because it's it's kind of universal at, at this point um but um but you know depending on which part of the world you are, it could be a little bit more here, a little bit less there. So that's, that's basically how it goes. Well, I've tried to hit on the main things today and tried to touch everything. Is there anything that I've missed about your program that's uh, important to mention before we wrap up? So I, would you like me to go ahead and give the audience uh, maybe the contact information that they need to go ahead and uh, reach out or... Yeah, absolutely. Um, if, if if there's an easy way for people to learn more or get in touch with you, uh, yeah, please share what that would look like. So, so our website is dentalimplantsurgicalseminar.com. Uh, you can go there. Every information that I gave you, we also have an advanced course of sinus lift. Uh, so if you are a seasoned implant doctor who placed dental implants for many years and you want to take your career to the next level of doing uh, sinus work. Uh, we also provide that. That's another three days of course, two days of uh, hands-on that you get to do uh, four sinuses in our course and one day of full uh, lecture. Um, so that's that's a separate course. That's everything is in the in in the website. Um, I have a YouTube channel, Dental Implant Surgical Seminar. You can go ahead and, and see some of the work that we have done, some of the interviews that we have done on participants. Um, and also on the Facebook, same thing, Dental Implant Surgical Seminar. Um, and there are phone numbers there. There's, uh, you know, email address that you can go ahead and send us any of your questions that you may have. My suggestion for anybody who's interested is pre-register. Pre-register does not mean that you are committing into the course. Pre-register means that you're giving me some information about yourself where I can go ahead and gear the uh, the course towards you and you will get information from us in the future, even if you are not going to be taking a course right away. But you will get email from us and all that stuff about the upcoming courses and so on and so forth. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. That is Dr. Omid Termechi, founder of the Dental Implant Surgical Seminar. Really enjoyed the conversation and I appreciate you sharing your story and your perspective and for being a guest on the Practice Growth Podcast. Thank, thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. I just wanted to add our next course is coming in June 14 to 16. It's the three-day course of 2021. So if you are interested, uh, you know, you could go ahead and pre-register and we can go ahead and help you out. But I really appreciate it, Sean. It's fun sitting here talking to you and, and uh, it, it's great. I love this. You're welcome. Thank you, Dr. Termechi. I really enjoyed it too. Thanks for being a guest. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Sean Terrell is a registered representative, certified exit planner, and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS, member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. PAS is a direct, wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Terrell Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Terrell Financial, and opinions stated are their own. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Compliance tracking number 2021-120298, expiration date April 2023.